0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Be to beast podcast, the best place to collect killer ideas for big business. And today we got a beast in the building. He is an elite consultant, counselor, and podcast host, helping business owners and their teams unlock maximum productivity while avoiding burnout. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jamal Marshall. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) welcome to the
1: show, Jamal. How are you? Man, I'm blessed, man. Uh, I'm well. Um, You know, obviously, week to week is very busy. Early mornings, late nights, Uh, but still, you know, keeping that routine just to make sure I'm getting rest. My cells are getting replenished. But also that I'm not missing a beat, you know, especially in the grinding and the building the foundations and just networking with some awesome people and making awesome things happen in the world. Yes,
0: sir. That is what it's all about. Sincerely appreciate you sharing your your time, your energy, your your voice with us. Uh, you've really become a leading voice with uh, a, a different focus. There's a lot of people with these like very businessy, like MBA, like type of approaches to business and how you've jumped into LinkedIn and content is so humanized, it's raw, it's real, it's it's recognizing the emotional and psychological like elements under the hood and all of that. So I see it, I notice, I appreciate it and I am super excited for this chat. Thank you, Jamal. Um, curious, in, in your world, what are you most grateful for right
1: now? Oh man, the gratitude question. <laughs> Get them, get them early. early. <laughs> I'm keep it a buck, man. I'm grateful for backdoor blessings and unexpected upgrades. And I'm not going to take us too deep, but like I, it's a lot of surprises. Like everything is an added bonus. Um, It's weird, and I know we're both active in the LinkedIn space and and in, in the business space. And a lot of times, you just dread those DMs because you're like, oh, what do they want? What's this going to be about? You know, when sales navigator isn't quite navigating, then you start to get bothered and bugged by that. Um, I'm actually grateful for like just stakeholders that come out of nowhere that actually want to join the Listen This Speak movement, be a part of it, donate their time to it um, and even kind of say, hey, dude, I want to help you just with some systems and process things. I actually want to expand your voice. I actually want to put your business here on the map in said country. It's just like, whoa. And it's like, who knew? You know, people... It's funny, like you you see me write it often. Lurkers are legends. You just never know who's lurking and just watching your content. And people will watch for years just to see, are, is there a consistent message? How do they treat people? How do they get in the comment section and interact with folks? And it's amazing how, you know, I've said it often, you reap what you sow. Um, so after years of of sowing, really in a very organic way and kind of going against the grain of what the system says to do, uh, now starting to reap the benefits I'm super grateful for that it's it's all a surprise to me and definitely an added bonus
0: amazing the lurkers are legends absolutely true I think so many people um really sleep on the fact that like ninety percent of like social media interaction is people just lurking kind of scrolling with mindlessly <laughs> and there's so much power in that subconscious um and even eventually conscious top of mind space of when Problem X pops up, solution Y is right there. And if you can be fill that headspace, that's the power of social media here. So brilliant to see more and more of that happening for your world. It's been an exciting career journey. I know you've had lots of twists and turns. Um, so let's maybe hear more about that journey. What do you consider the most exciting win? of your career? What is something that you have just like, you're taking to your grave. It's on the trophy shelf. like You're, you're, you're proud of this moment um, or this campaign or a project, um, or maybe it's your podcast that you were able to bring to life. Um, what's the most exciting win of your
1: career? Man, it's been a lot of exciting moments and it's hard yeah. to pick just one. And I think, Trav, you know me on and offline. And so just the way I function, I think what corporate or what, you know, social media may call the win for me, it's like, okay, that's a good added bonus. But I think, you know, being in the mental health space, you know, obviously being a certified counselor, when I see a client's life change, you know, people say, well, what about the revenue? What about the money? What about the systems and processes? What about the brand ambassadorships? Those things are awesome. You know, and some people don't talk about it because it's not happening. No, folks, it is happening. But when I see someone who went from like, I mean, literally being Addicted to drugs, addicted to maybe, you know, <laughs> I can't get too graphic here, but illicit sex, pornography, depression, all sorts of things. You know, just hanging out in their room, camping out there When it, or, or addicted to actually wearing themselves out and wearing themselves thin, you know, just to keep people at bay. And now they've actually tapped into not just their potential, but they're running with it. They've seen what is inside of them the whole time. And to see them married with kids and to have a family and to be affecting other people, it's like, to me, it's the most successful multi-level marketing. And so, you know, it's weird how some of these people may not even be active on LinkedIn, but I log into Instagram and they're reminding me of stuff that we said in our sessions as clients. And I'm like, what? It's like, you literally do reap what you sow. They've come back around and bless me, man. So to see clients win, I think that's the biggest win for me. And, And I think when I was even transitioning back to D.C., the fact that like 70% of the folks I work with all came and threw me like this big going away. I'm like, man, I'm only at this time, I was only 33, you know? And so the fact that like all these folks, as I've had clients that are like, you know, 58, 60, from 18 all the way to 60, it's just a, like, man, little old me. And so just the impact, you know, you can leave with people in people's lives. And the fact that it, it, long after I'm dead, what I've done will still stand. I, I think that's one of the biggest wins um, there's been a lot of things that have happened with the business, with the podcast, with stakeholders, with it just stuff that's a surprise. But I think folks lives because we still bring us to work and we still take us home from work. We take us when we're offline. If I can affect the greatest change there, I won, you know, so. Mm, mm mm Yes. Uh the impact here. The impact
0: and the legacy even. Uh the older I get, the more <laughs> the more I realize start recognizing uh the value of that half. Um and the impact you mentioned is by far one of the most powerful pieces and motivators, in inspirations, uh for creativity, for business, for anything. I've was very early to be able to kind of see the light um, in the musical context of being able to release, build a song and a track and literally listen and watch and hear how people say it's it's impacted and changed their lives. So I saw like kind of the teenager version of that of like, oh, how cool, how fun, like they love the song. And then on the business half, when you're starting to change people's lives, their income, their family, like. And you're seeing that light up or turn around or like just a simple smile like that used to not be there. That is the impact. That's the impact I think we need to be striving for. I love, love that lesson. A um, very on brand as well. Uh, most people go, oh, yeah, we had the six million dollar campaign that we closed on this, <laughs> whatever. Um, but that human element, just being able to hit people right in the heart and make that impact. That is what this is all about. That's what this show is about, is to be able to hopefully shake people into that mentality. So brilliant, brilliant lesson and win on the positive side, maybe something on the opposite side. Do you have an epic failure or maybe not so much of a win um, in your back pocket that you can share with us? And what? Lesson or advice can we can we learn from this mistake or this failure or maybe even just a missed opportunity?
1: Right. No, that's an excellent question, man. And I feel like I could share more than one. <laughs> i only to <gonna> have <laughs> to share one. Um, but I think, especially in business and entrepreneurial space, there's going to be failure. Um, in the career space, there's going to be failure. Um, and I would say, especially when you're in the space of of mental health, wellness, you know, counseling or, or resiliency a lot of times you, and I just, it's just like being a personal trainer, you almost want it more than they do. And even when, you know, working with coaches now, cause you know, working with coaches and managers, sometimes they want to overreach with their staff. They want to micromanage. You can't micromanage a person's progress. You can only set the template lead by example, and then just hope that you guys are on one, one accord. You know, once you set it mm. out there, it's really up to them. And I would say in the past, uh, back in 2016, um, there was a client where I just knew I saw like a lot of loopholes and, you know, just transitioning them. You know, one of my failures is just kind of overreaching and trying to micromanage their success. You know, and when you micromanage a person's success and don't let them do it, you can end up being the lightning rod of their disdain. And it's like, how did I end up in this position? You know, and this person, you know, has some of their own stuff, their own manipulations. But it's like there's certain things that I cannot change about another individual. And I would say that would be my biggest uh I think a lot of us, even the most amiable of us, are control freaks. You know, no one will look at me and say, Jamal loves control. You know, especially most of us type B personalities, but we love perfection. And when we love that, we want to see that perfection in other people. And you cannot, that's something you cannot manufacture. You just distribute what you will during the process of working with them, hope that they take those seeds and hope that it grows into a beanstalk of success. If you try to manufacture it, it can grow into a beanstalk of disaster for you and them. So... Absolutely amazing.
0: Manufactured success. Yeah. Does not exist. It has to be internal, whatever that spark is. I saw a similar version of this is actually amazing to see the business version of it, but uh, of a parenting hack or like parenting uh, tip in this same context of the the children that like have a, a broken toy or whatever and come up to you and say, hey, fix this, it's broken, blah, blah, blah. And you just fix it, put it together, whatever. And like, "Ah, whatever, go do your thing. Like that type of child is going to grow up significantly different than the one that comes to it with a broken, a problem, broken toy. And the parent lets them figure out, well, what happened to it? What's wrong? Well, the wheel is off of the spoke. Okay, well, how do we resolve that? Let the child figure out, oh, you can fix your problems. You can grow. You can do that. No difference in when it, when that child grows up and becomes a human and adult in your company. Uh, obviously, those same principles and same practices are going to apply. So love, love, love that concept of avoiding that micromanagement of their success and just giving them a path, giving them a guide, giving them the tools um, to do that on their own. So, so brilliant. Um, these spotlight stories always, yeah, I never know what I'm gonna crack open with them. Um, but brilliant to for give a different shift in perspective for a lot of things. So let's move into your world. Clearly, you are doing you're doing something right over there. (laughs) Um, with your trajectory, your success, the the aura, your content, everything. Um is just going good, going great from what it looks like on the outside. So I'm curious what habit or task is non-negotiable for you every day? What's something that
1: you have to do every day? Travis, I think you already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to go ahead and answer it. And you know it's prayer and meditation, man. Um, that and, and bodily exercise, those two run concurrent. You know, For the field that I'm in, I have to be fit both mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, and physically. So all of those are concurrent. And so I won't know if you think about the mental health field and you think about those who are involved in the social media space. You better make sure that you're in the right headspace, because when you put content out there, you cannot control the reaction. Um, and I don't think you and I, the way we do our content, we're not ones who draw a lot of trolls. But every now and then you may get that. <laughs> How do you deal with that? You know, are you are you looking for that rehearsed clap back? You know, or as, as the, the black girls in the South say that rehearsed read, are you looking for a way to just kind of snap back at that person? And, oh, I told them. Are you dedicating energy where it's not warranted? You know, or are you trying to control how far your your content reaches? And so I need to be in the right headspace and heart space, um, not just in, in content, but also in the way that I deal with clients, because I'm I'm in the mental health field. I'm not in marketing, I'm not in copywriting, you know. So I'm getting people, I'm getting different things. Obviously, there's an avatar type client, but they still come with a lot of their family history, their psychology, their belief systems, their biases, you you name it. And so I have to be prepared for myself. To know not how to absorb that, you know, but to make sure I can compartmentalize, like this stays in the session and to know, you know, when to go back into Jamal and also the way I treat people. You know, for me at Listen and Speak, we we go beyond the brand. It's not just writing all sorts of nice, fluffy things and copywriting online. If I'm not that way with my family, with those closest to me, with my friends, with my community who sees me in person, then the brand is just a farce. And so Mm. prayer and meditation really keeps me in line. It, It keeps me grounded. Um, It helps me to treat people. You know, we talked a lot earlier about building relationships and we'll talk about that at the end. It helps me to know to not rate people. You know, if you if you think about the way we go online, we think about the big influencer or the person who's getting 500 likes and 40,000 impressions. That's not my biggest concern. It may be the person that's getting no impressions. And if I can speak to because I know numbers speak to this audience, they have long money and they want to invest in you. If you kind of, you know, puff, puff on them, it's like, well, that's a missed opportunity. Mm. That ship has sailed because you were so focused on an influencer that probably couldn't give a crap about you. So when I'm in prayer and meditation, I can really discern where my energy is best directed. And that's a recipe for success for me. Wow.
0: Love it. Love it. Do you have a simple, um, I guess, process or framework of what kind of, when do you do this? When do you, how do how do you trigger that and make it something that's daily? I think that's a lot of the difficult um problems here a lot of people know i should be doing this should be doing this how have you been able to implement that into your day-to-day habits and structure
1: well for any of the gym rats um (laughs) it it becomes a habit when you just go against the grain of what you feel um okay for those who have followed my content since i kind of came on the map two and a half years ago would know you'd see me walking around in the woods with a shirt that says i'm not a morning person that is true so at five forty-five, five thirty, I don't wake up and just float into the forest in sanctimonious stillness and prayer. I'm, you know, I wake up and I go pee. Um, I don't know if you need to edit that out, but you know, I, I'm groggy. I have to get my feet moving, and and sometimes it takes an alarm clock to kind of get me reset. If the night was late before, you know, trying to make sure I'm in bed by ten thirty or eleven at the latest to give myself enough space to get a good night's sleep making sure that I have like some sleepy time tea to just kind of lull myself into that place, reading something. And then when I get up, you know, I, I may stumble and fumble for words. You know, for me, uh, you hear a lot, the R word, religion. I- I'm not religious. Even though my faith is, hu- is a huge part of me, I have a relationship mm-hmm. with God and Christ. And I-, I know that may not be popular talk. You know, I know we, we-, we both have a very broad following with a lot of different beliefs. Um, and so that keeps me like, I don't have to make something happen, you know, and building that routine, like after I say about 21 days, it becomes a habit that I look forward to and that I see I need, but nothing that are like, oh, I begrudgingly like, man, I got to do this. It's like, I know I need this because apart from that, for me, at least for me, I'm just kind of stuck in my own headspace. And then I start wanting to control things. Then I get cranky. Then I get moody. <laughs> then You know, then my content kind of has a, a little sting to it. Uh, And not that we shouldn't sting and, and be contrarian. That's how you set yourself apart and differentiate but it's like man that's jamal did you want to say that <laughs> was that necessary did you want to do that you know is is anxiety and fear being your motivator or, or are you motivated from a place of peace because you you know you know you've already been in mm. meditation so i would say for your audience you know make it a habit and just know when you first start it's not something you'll look forward to uh, for the first few weeks um and it's just like going to the gym you'll hate it you'll complain you'll feel out of place it's kind of like standing around the weight machine, waiting for a person to get off. That's that's part of the course uh, but stick it
0: out. <laughs> Love it. Love it. No, it is uh, a very practical approach. The integration is everything. So, yeah, if it, it's not going to be yeah, all rainbows, butterflies feel so amazing, awesome. There's going to be some against the grain like vibes and like most difficult things in life. You just have to go straight on through those until the habit is established. Um, Love, love, love hearing that. Uh, So getting into something maybe a little less abstract, uh, maybe a specific tool or application. We live in a world of all kinds of a new app every 22 seconds, probably. I don't know what what it is, but um, what tool or application do you have in your daily habit structure? What do you consider like a must have for your workflow?
1: Uh, definitely. I know it's going to sound a little trite, but Google Calendar, it keeps me in line. <laughs> hey, they got, hey nothing,
0: and there are no right answers, right or wrong answers to this. I to actually use Google Calendar so deeply and like so embedded to my habit structure that I actually like didn't even think of it as like an application. Yeah, it is like, <laughs> <of> course, it <laughs> until is until this moment where I'm like, oh, actually, yeah, my
1: entire world would actually crumble if I didn't have that. <laughs> yeah, folks, if, if I could, and I may do a post later down the line with a visual if they could see because I color coordinate my calendar, just how full it can get. Especially when you're in the solopreneur space, it's just like there's so much that happens that you don't want to forget, and so that's keeping me on top of things, and especially. When you're in a solopreneur space, and you talk a lot about skill stacking and leveling up. And so I even take days, OK, when I'm not having clients, this is your data for professional development. This is where you level up. This is where you go after that certification. You know, this is where you actually um, go into that application and, and expand your brand, you know, at brands that have invited you to speak. You know, this is where you kind of set up those rela- relationship building. And so I have different Google calendar really keeps me in line. And, and I'm learning, you know, because Notion, because for me, you know, unlike with Q and the other guys, they just use Notion. Sometimes I get Notion and I'm like, okay, where do I start with this? And so I would just mm-hmm. encourage the audience, start with something that you know, that's workable and then move up to those things that may seem a little bit more robust. Um, but for me, Google Calendar definitely keeps me in line and reminds me of some of those things that I will forget and even creates for me because, you know, especially once you post the content, put down the CTA, people are going to start coming in. That's a good thing. You want that. But also blocking off, I would at least say 90 minute Pockets where you're unavailable, where you can just get into beast mode. Funny, we're talking about that and and smash that project and turn those things into to your web team, to your podcast team. Um, you know, turn. Actually, I'm I'm a counselor, so I actually do give homework to clients. Yeah. Um, I know coaches yeah. say, "How are you feeling?" I'm like, "Well, no, we yeah. actually want some practical and applicable things to to float us in between sessions, so we're making progress here and getting results." And so, time where I can actually do homework. I'm going over session activity, going over, you know, what was in the last session. So actually our all of our sessions build concurrently one on another. So progress is measured. Um, so I'm specifically blocking off time. Um because if you're easily distracted, you'll find yourself not getting anything done. Um so uh Google Calendar is my trite answer to your audience. <laughs> hey, there we go. No, and I think it's one of those,
0: one of those scenarios. It's not about the tool, it's how you use it. It's how you use it in this case. Um, and you can go very deep with your time management, organization, automations, um, integrating with Calendly. You can now have follow-ups, uh, reminders before um seemingly simple touch point. I think a lot of people um have just acclimated to. But there is a ton of power in, in those touch points before, after, um, and just, yeah, containing the chaos. <laughs> that, yeah. that alone is is worth uh, every dollar. Or I don't even know what Google Calendar is free, I'm pretty sure. I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, I it still is free, and I hope it remains free. But yeah. that's a huge tool for me. And, I mean, obviously, Calendly, Stripe. Uh, I don't want to mention the P word because I know PayPal is a byword right now. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, oh, that's funny. Some of our no, third-party payment apps here.
0: Golden. Golden. <laughs> yeah, no worries. You're um you're in good company here on some of those. <laughs> so, uh in in this section of your your secret sauce is what we're really trying to steal here. Do you have a specific system or process or approach for your Success, or maybe this is yourself or your clients. In either case, um, what we really look for a lot of the time is like every person's individual perspective. Even if they're completing the same service, Um, your specific approach is really what we'd love to understand here. So, can you help us unpack your your secret sauce um, of what is your strategy towards approaching success Um, psychologically, physically, whatever? Whatever category makes sense for how you interpret this question. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, Trev, let's just keep it a buck. We're all in sales. Once you're in the entrepreneurial space, whether it's a side gig or whether it's your full-time thing, you are then in sales. You can say, oh, I don't like sales. You're selling. (laughs) You're selling something. You're selling a product. Whether that product is yourself, whether it's a digital product, whether it's an actual physical product that you are shipping out, you are in sales. And so be prepared in our oversaturated environment. Everyone's selling. Engendering trust. Um, and so we talked earlier on a bit of a the qualitative side. I make sure I'm, I'm centered. So I believe in what I am selling. I believe in the product of what we are doing here at Listen and Speak. Um, but also from that, generating content where people can not just relate, but they see themselves. Um, and so one thing I've had to learn uh, in a secret sauce, and you probably heard this before, but instead of saying we, you direct it to the person so they see themselves in the content, they see themselves in the scenario. They feel like I'm in their journal reading every morning before I go to post. Um, And then when they come into those DMs, really building that relationship and building it out slowly, you know, not going in, quote unquote, for the kill right away. I I really feel like that that kills relationships. Um, And then understanding that even the person that you're you're networking with at the moment, for me, the secret sauce is that they're networked with at least potentially 4000 other people. Um, and so I'm always thinking in the mode of even though I'm not doing network marketing, I'm thinking of network marketing. That's how my mind is. is That's my my function. And my secret sauce is how I treat people. I treat the one as if they are the one, as if they're the only person that matters in the room, because that actually comes back to you in dividends. It, you just be amazed at the doors that open, you know, when you function on that level. And so I make sure that when I'm creating content that I'm very attentive to each person And my audience as much as I can be that I make sure, even when I'm interacting with content, and that's from a content standpoint, from a business standpoint, you know, I make sure that when a person interacts with listen and speak, that there is, I I try right now to keep things a little under automated um, so that there's a personal touch. Now, at some point, you know, uh, when the business grows and it's scaled, you're going to have to automate and modulate, you know, so that that way you can be in multiple places at one time. Uh, and so you 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 can't give a personal touch to everybody but right now where we are. I make sure that anytime someone's interacting, they're interacting with me um, so that that way they know a human beings on the other side of this. Now, from a clientele perspective on the one on one, I'm taking clients through a process that is actually a, I don't know who's in the audience here, but I know when I was a kiddo, a teenager, we would watch something called Dragon Ball Z. And for us, man, this was like a soap opera. for for the kiddos, man, for for the guys, Um, just like WWF, which is now WWE, allegedly. uh, (laughs) It was our soap opera. That's everything continued from the last. Um, That was our for ladies. That was our young and the restless. That's that's what we got into. Um, And so I want every session to be concurrent from the last session. That is how I design my counseling. That's my secret sauce. We're taking clients through a pathway so that they see and we're keeping uh, a document uh, of notes, of journaling, of homework so that they see their progress. And typically it comes in, you know, we work together for 12 weeks, so four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks. You should see measurably where you were. And it may be like a pacemaker for a while. It's not going to shoot straight up. Let's be realistic here. Um, You know, I don't do B.S. content. So. and, And making sure that I'm asking questions that not only is eliciting an answer you know, but also giving specific advice and going deep enough with the client into the weeds of not just what has them stuck. We hear that word so much in coaching. It it just bothers me stuck. Stuck. What does that mean? You know, why are you thinking the way you're thinking? What are you trafficking in? If you're trafficking in terror, you're going to be terrorized. That's going to affect the way you show up. It's going to affect the way you advocate for yourself. It's going to affect the way you earn revenue. So many clients leave money on the table because they don't advocate for themselves because of their own fear of rejection. How do we get to the bottom of that? How do we get to the psychology of that? So working with them specifically week by week to actually unravel that and then build a framework that sets them up for success and physical results, tangible results.
0: Mm, man, I am loving this and so many different categories. Uh, but the one that's coming to mind is really seeing the concept of being able to zoom out and zoom out one more level. Um I have to do this a lot with when it comes to content or production. Like it's very easy to get caught in the single specific weeds or whatever your actual service is, um, especially if it's very literal of a graphic design logo. Like, whatever <laughs> we make logos, you'd think of that just that little sliver. But the power I'm hearing uh, from your perspective and your approach is zooming out higher. And seeing that whole journey, the social, the social soap opera uh, per se, and recognizing there are so many touch points. This is actually brilliant because it's connecting the dots on what you started with. The lurkers are always out there in that journey. They're part of that journey, even if they're not interacting. Then all those micro touch points from the comments that you're humanizing, the emails that you're humanizing. All of those are leading to just what you would consider the start of your first session or your first experience. But Mm. all of that other stuff is still part of the cycle, the sales cycle, the funnel, I guess, for to bring it back to the business and be a (laughs) B folks. Um, It's there's so much power in simply zooming out. Love, love, love that message. Thank you, Jamal. Um, Now. We're going to play the world's quickest game show here for a moment. <laughs> and on the other side of this, if you win our game show of three questions, you get to promote and pitch what's going on in your world and how we can plug this lovely audience uh, into your world. Um, so with that said, are you ready to play this or that? Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to have a simple random generator drop Two random options here out for you. All you have to do is answer which one I have no idea how timid or inappropriate. These may be, but we're about to find out. First one is Quickety click sun or moon, which
1: would you pick sun? Why? I love heat, man. You know I'm like being cold <laughs> from the motherland, bro. <laughs> hey,
0: respectful. All right. Round one complete. Round two. Book smarts or street smarts?
1: Ooh, street smarts.
0: Ooh, why? Why
1: street smarts? I've I'm originally from LA. I've lived the most of my life in DC. Coming back from the Midwest, and so man, you know, just the, these are the streets, bro. So you better know what's going on out here. Uh, And you Mm. better have uh, just an idea of what's going on around you when you're out. smarts are not going to keep you from somebody from stealing your cell phone, you getting robbed or getting jumped. So yeah, I'm just going to keep it a buck, man, for your audience. You better know what's going on out here in these streets. (laughs)
0: Love it. All right. And now on to the final
1: round. Let's
0: see if you can make it through. Round three. (laughs) Dragons or unicorns?
1: Definitely the dragons. I'm sorry. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Well, good news is you beat the game. So well done. Well done, sir. Um, would love to hear your your prize. Is this lovely audience here is listening, um, understands that there is a massive value in in productivity, avoiding burnout, recognizing that. There is a way deeper element to this simple thing called business Um, and you help people navigate that and optimize that whole scenario. So how do people work with you? How does that situation start? And where can these
1: lovely people um, find you? Yeah, yeah. most people start seeing through the content, you know, uh, usually comes through LinkedIn or may come through a podcast. They hear the voice, see the face and say, okay, I'm curious about this guy. And they may send a DM um, or they may go in the Calendly link and say, OK, I'll go one on one and actually jump <laughs> and take the risk. Um, that's typically how people will find me. And I uh, just want to say to your audience here, I think a lot of times we when it comes to our physical bodies, we're very willing to invest. And when it comes to the more quantifiable things and why should we not? We all want to earn. We all want to survive. You know, we all want to make sure, especially in, in today's economy, that we're setting ourselves up well. But you have to set yourself up well in your headspace. Your mind is the epicenter of your body. Your mind is the control tower of who you are. And so if the mind's not right, you can even be crushing it, but get crushed on the inside. You know, fear is your motivation. If that's what you're leading with, even in your business uh, in your management style and the way you're being managed and the way you advocate for yourself with your manager, even in your solopreneur business, you'll find you're, you're leaving money on the table because you are afraid of rejection. And I know a lot of people say, oh, that's not me. That's not me at all. I'm already a six-figure earner. You could be a seven or eight-figure earner if you get to the bottom of the psychology of how you think. And you want to work with someone who's not one of these COVID coaches who just all of a sudden said, oh, I lost my job. Now let me go on LinkedIn and get a three-month certification. But someone that's been doing this for over 10 years. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I'm one of the best in the business. I know what I'm doing and I'm not to get your results. Uh, so... I would just say that to your audience uh, to work with someone who is seasoned and who will actually give them the biggest bang for their buck. There's a lot of quacks out there, especially in all of our industries, but in the mental wellness industry, a lot of the Tony Robbins that'll just take your money, have you sitting around hugging a bunch of folks and not get you any real results. So the mm. uh, easiest place to find me right now, I've gone minimalist is LinkedIn, a website. I'm excited about that to totally it's it's going on there. It's under construction right now under reconstruction. Um, But Calendly is also the best place to find me. And I'm really good about answering my DMs. I will leave no stone unturned.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Heavily, heavily recommended. Um, Jamal on LinkedIn. In is absolutely, his, his content is very refreshing compared to a lot of what I guess the status quo is uh, and is established. Um, you may or may not see him snatching some wigs online here and there, you know, um, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Um, and that man is Jamal Marshall. So I absolutely recommend um, following him on LinkedIn. We'll go ahead and have the link in the show here um, so before we wrap up with our final question, I simply have to recognize and express my deep appreciation for your journey. Uh, has really been, we've been kind of on these parallel paths, um, figuring out LinkedIn and business and this crazy thing called life. And you've been a good partner, co-pilot, <laughs> friend, uh, along the way to really, show us like there's a different angle there's a different way to do this um it doesn't always have to be the the guru influencer like route um and i know it's difficult to do to have that courage to go against the grain um to be that person <laughs> is not easy so i simply wanted to recognize and share that i personally deeply appreciate it, um, and that I think we, on a macro level, are very grateful for your impact and your contribution to this world. Your voice is one that I hope lives on uh, and echoes in many ways uh, over and over and over again. So thank you for not only starting that journey, but sharing that journey with the rest of us.
1: Oh, man, you're too kind, bro. Uh, Thanks (laughs) for, for having me. Um, it's weird, you know, I, uh, with Matthew Bigger, he's one of the YouTubers who's active on LinkedIn. He had me do the archetype test and, um, it was weird how part of it was, uh, the first, my first attribute was a sage, which I wasn't surprised by, you know, just based on all the feedback from my community, both on and offline, uh, you know, the sage, the watchman, the advisor, the, the person who's, you know, the wise person, which is a, a gift from God, but also the magician. I was kind of, you know, at first me, you know, I was a little put off like magician. I don't know about that. But the magician is the outlaw. They're the rebel. And it's just in me. I've always wondered, like, why when I see so much of the the stuff on LinkedIn that's super, super popular, I've always wanted to go the other way. It's almost like when everybody comes into a room and says, we're all wearing white. I'll just come wearing baby blue. Not to draw. (laughs) It's just in me to outlaw against what's popular. And so you always hear what differentiates you. How do you set up? How do you stand out? It's a second nature for me. You know, when I came onto the platform, I didn't look at any other content. I didn't see what people doing, but we're doing. If you thought about all the videos, people were just sitting there in their own little offices and it was just like boring. And it was it's, it's funny for me to hear from so many people who are big influencers now and big in the recruiting space and the content creation space. Like I looked at your walking and talking videos and that actually helped me to actually start taking my camera and walking and talking. But I've been putting the reps long before I even started creating content. So um, just inspiring stuff without even thinking about it. So a lot of the brand has been built unwittingly, but now I'm more business-minded. So the intention is there, the focus is there, and uh, just looking to blaze the trail that God created me for. It shows.
0: It absolutely shows. Uh, And I think this last question uh, is for one specific listener. Um, We went over a lot of systems. We went over a lot of strategies, all the nerdy stuff. Um, but sometimes really what you need is is a little kick in the ass or a, a spark in the heart. Um, and that's where we're going to send this last question is what final words of advice can you share for this listener that feels like they're they might just be starting or they're stuck at that, taking it to that next level? What words of
1: advice can you share to send them into beast mode? All right, Beast, listen up and listen well. Um, you're going to hear this and you've heard it before, but as you hear it so much, you become inoculated to it. That comparison is the thief of joy. I shared this with a client last year. Comparison is the thief of joy, but it's also the on-ramp to mind-numbing stupidity. Uh, you will see so much content. We are oversaturated in social media with selfies, with carousels, with videos, with just with all of Gary Vee stuff, which is brilliant. Uh, but you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. You don't know how the team that person has, what they've had to go through to get to that level, or even some of them, how they're cheating the system. You got a lot of quacks out there. Um, And do not, I, I can say do not, but try to do your best to learn to not compare yourself with others because you're comparing yourself with a perception. You're comparing yourself with a limited amount of information uh, just know that people put their best foot forward on social media and everything is curated. So most of the story you don't know, you take the God-given gifts that you have inside of you and execute and execute not knowing. Don't wait to know everything to do anything. Move now. And you'll find that when you move now, people will start following you. So no, you don't. <laughs> you're not a follower, but you get people to take that journey with you. They want a journey with you. So don't be afraid to be that pilot. You know, don't be afraid to be that pioneer. Um, most of my own brand has been pioneered through me not knowing anything about social media and not knowing anything about business, you know, having to learn along the way, but still putting my own nuances on it. And I would encourage you, especially today, since we have so much in technology with chat GPT and, and AI, if that's the route you're going to take, let that be the exoskeleton. But you use your own God-given mind to put the muscle and the meat on that and build just a beast yourself as you become a beast. Take care, folks. Grace
0: and peace. Boom. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Be to Beast podcast. This has been Jamal Marshall. You're a beast.